Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast, where your host, club member John Graybeal, opens the doors to America's premier auto sports club. Now, here's John. Welcome to the Autobahn Country Club Podcast. I'm your host, John Graybeal, along with producer Mark McFarlane. Hello, everybody. How are y'all? We are getting together to kick off season number four. Cuatro. Yeah, season number four. And uh, cuatro, is that Spanish or Portuguese? Which one were you speaking? Uh, in your preference, it would be Portuguese. Ah, oh, tudo bom. Uh, legal. Okay, so season four. I'm here coming to you sitting outside with apparently by an airport. What a surprise. And uh, I hear a plane coming. Can you hear the plane yet? Yep, sure can. Yeah. Okay, it's nice background noise. I can, I can and, go sit outside and have an airplane fly over my head, too. No, that's right. <laughs> You're next to an airport, too. That's right. Um, so I thought it might be nice with a little water running in the back and the birds chirping. We'll see how that nice ambiance goes here for the podcast. You are in Illinois, I think, right? I am in the in lovely Illinois. It's window open weather, so the snow oh, has melted, and uh, just you know, getting ready for an excellent 2021 racing season. That's right. We're recording this March 10th, and season number four. We're starting a little early this year, coming out of the gates here in March as opposed to April, as we have done in the past, with our twice. Monthly, is that bi-monthly? That would be. Or is bi. that every other month? Is it two times a month? Every, every other month? week. Every other week. Not if it's, every, if it's every other month, then we you won't hear from us until May. That's right. So bi-weekly <laughs> podcast that comes out along with Talk Around a Track, which now comes out on thir- every Thursday. You can join the podcast at AutobahnMembers.com, and you can go there, click. And on the podcast link, you can load it up on your iPhone, your Android phone, and however you listen to podcasts. We host and send it out via Apple podcast system. In addition to that, there the interview portion of our show, not the necessarily the announcements and all the cool stuff that you and I get to do, but the interview portion is also going to be available for those who would like to uh, watch it via YouTube on your device, any type of device, computer, laptop, watch. Can you watch YouTube videos on a watch? Probably. I don't know. I, I, I wear, you know, a real watch. With hands? Yes. That's, I, I just went back to a hands watch, but... I do like, I do like, this is not, this is, we're off topic. Let's get Already, <laughs> already, it only took us three minutes to get off topic. Uh, back to the show. So, we have an exciting season of shows, and we have some, uh, like we have mentioned, some new audio-visual additions to it. We have some new audio equipment, always expanding and trying to do better we have some great guests lined up, lined up, so next week we'll be highlighting additional events. So this this show here, we have uh, Mike Ritter coming on. Yep. And uh, Mike's going to highlight uh, the racing. Racing was big last year. I think it's getting bigger and bigger. I've been, been a member for four four years, maybe five years or something. It's, it does seem to be getting bigger and bigger, uh, and, and a bigger, bigger portion of the club. And there's so many different 
aspects to race. I mean, there's a wide variety of different things you can race. So, you know, from from carts to track cross to chase racing, and then of course all the big time car racing. Yeah, and then fingers crossed, the off road track gets opened up again. Right. I forgot about the the old old off road track, which we initially we had an absolute blast at, and uh, limited use last year. Hopefully this year it will be utilized as much as I'd love to see all that off-road stuff. Um, yeah, Porsche did a big thing out there, and they tweaked it. So, you know, they were really happy with it. So hopefully we can convince Mike and Kyle to maybe have some events on that a little bit. And then uh, there's motorcycles. Every once in a while we'll have motorcycles out there. So, I mean, if it's got an engine and wheels, we'll figure out a way to race it. Yeah, it doesn't even need wheels, really. It could have a track. We should maybe even say if it has a motor now, because I don't think electric motor is an engine, right? Is electric that motor be, an engine? That would be... But a, an engine's a motor, but is a motor an engine? I don't know. If it has momentum, and we can put it against something else that has momentum, we will race it at the uh, Autobahn. Well, uh, thanks for being our producer here, again, Not going into the fourth, fourth season. And here we are, getting ready to... Uh, have Mike Ritter join us on the show. Next show, we're going to highlight some more of the social events, which I understand uh, is quite expansive this year. That is what I have heard as well. Well, you're intricately involved in the social calendar, aren't you? Hey, you know, I'm a social butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Any any words we, 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 we want to share before we head into Mike Ritter's interview? Just like and subscribe to the podcast. Remember, like it and subscribe. Tell your friends. Share it. The more listeners we have, we have some exciting things planned. So remember, like and subscribe. All right. Thanks. And now let's welcome Mike Ritter on the Audubon Country Club podcast. All right. So it looks like we're live, huh? We are live. Welcome to the Audubon Country Club podcast. Uh, I'm your host, John Grabiel, joined with Mike Ritter, the uh track racing racing director and track operations direct director of track operations How about direct director of track operations and race director there i had that was close pretty close yeah that was, that was pretty close that's pretty close on the card, you know? yeah so uh this uh we're gonna uh um come to i'm coming to you from florida and uh mike looks like you are at the track i am in the south tower up here at the track i figured i'm too loud to do it in my, at my office desk and bother everybody, so I figured I'd hide up here. Oh, uh, well, uh, it's it's a great day in Florida here. This is uh, the 3rd of March. Uh, it's beautiful, I but it's not... I spent the weekend in Florida, so it was very nice. It's That's good to right. get back here and see most of the snow melted and actually see some grass. I went around the track yesterday, and things are looking pretty good, all things considered, so it's good to be back here. Yeah, I guess pretty nice day up there, almost in the 60s, right? Probably or in the 60s? Yeah, it's definitely mid-50s for sure, so it's pretty good. Outstanding, outstanding. Well, welcome to the 2021 race season. I guess that's we can talk about that, then we can highlight a few other things. But uh, Yeah, so first uh, April 1st, uh, track, track opens up with um, racing. Boy, last year was fantastic. <laughs> Well, John, before we get into the, the new season, let's talk about the new format of the podcast here. We've got some 
video to go along with the audio. There's some exciting things. We've talked about that. Why don't you maybe tell everybody what we got planned for the podcast or at least what's new? Yeah. So um, as many podcasts as we can, we're going to uh, offer both the audio format that we've had for uh, several seasons, I guess three seasons. And uh, this year we're going to add video to that. So via YouTube, uh, the Autobahn Country Club uh, YouTube page will host uh, the podcast and we will be bringing, um, you know, exciting new video format to uh, already audio format that we've done for years and yeah, it wasn't the best choice for the new video you know, no this is great this is great you're you're a returning uh, uh <laughs> um, voice on the podcast we love having you on so um yeah we've got some new equipment as uh producer mark mcfarland is always challenging me to find better new equipment uh and a new way to present the podcast to have our listeners enjoy it as much as possible Yep. I think it's exciting. I think it's a cool thing. Um, there's so much more we can do with the uh, video here. And, you know, we've already talked about maybe some group sessions of, uh, you know, some chats and things like that. So, uh, and I know the discussions we've had of um, subject matter for some of these podcasts, I, I think we got a good year and I think you're going to lead us down a, a good direction here, John. Oh, well, well, thanks. Yeah, we spent, we spent, uh, every year we spend more and more time on it, trying to do a better job and plan. And, uh, this year has been no exception. We've, we've actually put in quite a bit of time and a, and a few meetings to kind of, uh, get everything coordinated with the club and membership and members and racing, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, should we kind of kick things off and dive into it? Yeah, right. I, I think so. So, uh, Racing, well, go ahead. Racing, 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 yes. So part of my idea and why I wanted to be on the podcast was kind of a review of last year. So, you know, we all know last year had its challenges, and one of those was that we didn't get to have the year-end awards party. So we never got that cap, that end to the season, uh, you know, to get everybody together and congratulate everybody. Um, you know, so, I mean, just despite – the way the crazy year went and the late start and all that stuff, uh, we actually ended up with a fantastic racing season. Um, you know, the numbers were good when you look at it, how many participants were involved. Um, even though the schedule changed, I think it was 10 or 11 times we had uh, different versions of the schedule to try and keep up with everything that was going on. Um, but overall, I mean, we ended up with some amazing racing, you know, that included you know, so many amazing battles throughout the, throughout the season in different um, categories, you know, from cars to karting and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, it was really a shame that we didn't get that year end awards party to, you know, gather and celebrate all that stuff. So, um, you know, what, one thought is, uh, you know, we had one thought of like doing a video and doing the awards and kind of handing them out and doing little clips of each driver um, that got to be pretty complicated. And then it got to be a point where, um, you know, it was almost anticlimactic, but, you know, if it wasn't going to be ready till January, you know, everyone's kind of moved on. And I think thinking about the rest of the season, um, you know, so I put, um, in talk around the track, the newsletter that hopefully everybody is getting, we did a driver spotlight. And so we, we picked out some of the highlight things of the year, um, to show everybody, well, to give some people some recognition, uh, you know, for example, 
we had those amazing battles between John Jodain and, and Sean Varwig. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it would have been so cool to talk about that, you know, that he, at the awards party, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think three times they finished within like a 10th of a second of each other. Or yeah. Something. The SM2 spec me out is what incredible racing. I mean, two, two yeah. young, younger guys that are, that are just, I mean, came, rocketing out of the start starting gates i guess you could say yeah and it was it was a lot of fun watching them i mean it was a lot of fun watching them race and battle it out yeah and especially because you know they were they were pretty good buds i'm not sure how long they've been friends but i know that they you know they are friends and they got along and uh that doesn't mean they weren't battling hard on the track because they did i mean they were fighting each other so hard on the track and so those amazing finishers were great so we we highlighted that um we're recording this what on the on the third, uh, so tomorrow talk around the track is going to go out again, and uh, one of those highlights is going to be some of the awards that were voted on by fellow racers, and so uh, the next talk around the track is going to actually focus on some of the karting awards, and you were the recipient recipient of one of those karting awards. Um, John was voted the sportsman of the year for the kart track there, so. To me, that's one of the big ones there. If you can get your fellow guys to think you're a good sport, that's that's a good accomplishment. So congratulations on that. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, it, uh, as every, everybody, listeners of the podcast know, I mean, I love karting. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's wonderful. Uh, the the ability to paddock together, uh, the, the camaraderie that we have there is, is outstanding. I mean, I love it. I love it. Yeah, some of the other things that we kind of touched on in that driver spotlight thing was the kids who came out of the car track and are now entering their professional careers. You know, we've watched Jordan for the last couple of years as he's accelerated. Um, he's going into his second year now that I would consider in the, in the big pro ranks, mm -hmm. um, Christian Weir, if anybody's been following him, he's been kind of racing all over and testing all over this winter coming out of our, our karting there. We talked about, uh, John Jordan and uh, Sean Barwig, uh, they're both doing various things. Sean races a lot with PCA. John is looking at the MX-5 Cup Series. Um, so, I mean, yeah, from, from karting all the way through to the cars, um, it's good camaraderie. Particularly, it starts at the kart track, and it's good sports like you that um, make it fun to be down there. And that's the key. With, with any of the racing, if you're not having fun, really, you're not doing it right. Um, and you're, you're part of that, that. That makes it a good time down there. Yeah, the uh, boy, the sun just uh, started washing me out here. I have to change the studio here just a little bit. Uh, um, the yeah, we uh, as you had mentioned Sean Varig. We had uh, uh, we were down here at uh, Sebring uh, for the big big uh, SCCA national uh, race. Uh, Sean was out there running fantastic, doing wonderful. And so I got to spend some, you know, watching him down here at, in, at Sebring. In addition to that, that I've seen uh, Christian Weir. You mentioned him uh, twice now. I've seen him on the on the track at Sebring, uh, testing uh, a couple different cars. And uh, you know, it was it was pretty cool to see uh, to see those karting guys out there. You know, uh, Christian being, you know, the karting guy out there just just tearing it up man doing a great job not tearing a car up that i mean that but i mean no, just, no, no. <laughs> just tearing the track up doing 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 a great job yeah and the fact of the matter is, is that they're doing well uh it's not like they're entering these new series and it's a totally new thing and they're way at the back and got to learn their ropes they're all our guys that are out there with the experience from here are, are jumping right in and they're competitive right off the bat and i think that says a lot for 
the people we have here, the racing we have here, the driver development that we have here, um, I think it speaks volumes of the club as a whole. Yeah, it was a great, uh, the, the first race down at, at Sebring there for the SCCA, there were six uh, members of the Audubon Country Club down there racing, if my, num my numbers are great. I mean, that was, I mean, come on, I mean, that was great. And all doing a fantastic job. And, uh, um, yeah. you know, we had some coaches down there from the from the track. I mean, it was cool. It was, it was, it was great to extend that. And that was very much a, a karting to me, you know, with my experience, it was very much a karting vibe to have everybody together, paddocking together, working together, helping each other. And there was, it was, it was awesome to see how much, you know, everybody helped each Very other. Cool. So, Very cool. Yeah, that's cool. Some of the other highlights uh, from the year. Well, you may have seen this on talk around the track, but um, so Gary Traverso was our sportsman of the year for the car stuff. Um, you know, and we did a little piece on Gary. And I, I always think these ones that you get voted on by your competitors you know, that's, that's special. It's one thing, you know, you just rack up stats and points and it's, it's factual. It is what it is. But when you're, when the guys that you're racing hard against and competing against recognize you as a, a good sportsman or a rookie of the year or something like that, um, I think those are special awards. Uh, and they're worth mentioning. Our carding rookie of the year was Jackson Wolney. Um, so that was awesome on him. Um, yeah, with, but yeah, that young guy just came in and just out of nowhere just yeah. took to carding so quickly. And, For sure. you know, uh, he has been down to Florida a couple times racing uh, this winter down in Florida. So he's not, he didn't take the winter off. You know, he's been down here. Uh, Is he okay? And, yeah, you know, racing a few other uh, type carts and he's ready to come back to the club and hit it hard. Yeah, he, he, he was a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> yep. And then our, uh, our amazing producer, Mark McFarlane, his son, Spencer McFarlane, was the most improved carter. He was another one that really kind of came along. Oh, as my gosh. Uh, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, so that was awesome. Yeah. So there's, uh, you know, there's just some really cool things that happened last year. We had an Ironman award uh, that went to Kevin Davis this year. And Kevin Davis, well, he made it a goal uh, to participate in every series that we had. So he did that. And, uh, I don't remember the stats of the actual number of races he did this year, but almost nonstop, like almost every race we did, uh, he was in it in one way or another. I even jumped in the, the radicals. He jumped in the cart series, chase races. He, he pretty much did it all. So he, he got the Ironman award. Um, so just, yeah, a lot, a lot of good things, you know, thankful for our members that made it such a great year, considering all the challenges, you know, we didn't open till, Oh man, a month and a half in, whatever it yeah. was, um, you know, and then we had to constantly rearrange the racing schedule and, you know, there was adjustments on the fly everywhere we went, including in the clubhouse and at the cafe and all that kind of stuff. And, um, our members are just incredible that we had such a good year despite all of that. Um, so, you know, accolades to all these guys who got voted on, but also for everyone who participated and that makes this this club, what it is, it's, it's, you know, it's so cool. So it was, it was a really good year. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I think back on I me, mean, it started, like we said, it started slow, but man, it sure finished fantastic. It was great. Yep. And I yep. always say, I always say, you know, our club, it's our club and it is, it is what we make it. And Absolutely. if we make it warm, inviting and welcoming, it's going to be warm, inviting and welcoming. And if we make it fun, it's going to be fun. Uh, so, you know, I, I think the members really, really stepped up to the plate and did a, you know, did a fantastic job. 
I think that was very well said, John. Yep, it's it's the members that make this club, and um, yeah, if all the members are having fun and you know out there enjoying the club, um, it's gonna it's gonna be infectious to the others. Yeah, yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So with all that being said, you know, with the challenges of last year, boy, you know, looking forward to this year. Hopefully, we don't have all those complications from last year. Uh, you know, as you know, the schedule went out already, and we got some you know great things planned. So already there's one, one slight adjustment to the schedule is that first wings and things race. We're going to move that back. Um, and that is a result of COVID complications because IndyCar ended up moving their first race. Well, the Radical Cup North America series is running with IndyCar, um, which is very cool. And so now all of a sudden our first race conflicted with that. And that puts the Radical guys really in a tough spot. Um, so we're going to move that radical race. Uh, it seems everyone's agreeable to that. Uh, other than that, I'm really hoping the schedule stays as it is. When uh, we put that schedule out, labeled those races that where we're going to separate SM and SM2 and where we're going to separate radicals and uh, formula cars and things like that. Um, so everyone knows which races are separated, which races are going to be combined. Um, so, you know, we had good success last year with some separating some races and combining some. And so we're going to continue on to that and, um, you know, just try and be real transparent with everything that we're doing. And through the course of the winter, I've put some emails out with some ideas about things and really got a lot of, uh, I got a lot of feedback. I would say most of it positive others, uh, you know, ideas, uh, maybe differing in what I'm thinking, but it's good to get that feedback. So I would encourage everybody, if you're on that racer email list and you're seeing those emails and questions are posed out there, please respond. Um, need to hear everyone's opinion so we can move forward with, you know, how people want the, the club racing to go. Cause like you said, it is, it's about our members. So that's for sure. Yeah. So to, to get, if they're not on that racing email, um, Mike dot gritter at C no dot, no dot. Oh, Mike, Mike, at Ritter, Mike Ritter at Audubon CC.com email you to get on that on that list so that you can participate and even if you're not planning on racing yet maybe you're a new member get on that race so i mean i i was late getting on that list uh, the, the the email list and probably the first year which i didn't race but the first year probably would have been beneficial for me to participate and understand a little bit more that was going on so i was better prepared the next year yeah it can be pretty helpful because you get updates on the schedule you get uh, information about the coming race for the next weekend, et cetera. Um, but also, you know, ideas are posed out there. Um, and that's the best way to give feedback is just to email me and, you know, hey, I don't understand this or this is what I think about this, you know, et cetera. All that kind of stuff, um, you know, is always taken into consideration for sure. And if you don't give feedback and you don't, you know, respond to these things, you know, then your voice is not being heard. And then I guess, I guess you can't complain then, right? That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So, uh, with that, are we going to have a, we're going to this year. So last year we didn't have a racer meeting, obviously. Uh, are we going to be able to have a, a racer meeting like we do? It's super, well, it's fun. I mean, it's fun and informative. <laughs> yep. Well, so, so here's what we're thinking. Um, and this is kind of breaking news. So the first weekend in April, so we're going to open April 1st, that's on Thursday. Okay. So then the third is Saturday. On that Saturday, um, well, originally we were going to have a Porsche event. That has moved back several weeks. So that weekend is now open. So we'll probably run one track for 
race practice again and the other track for just regular lapping. During that day, we're thinking we make, make that day um, kind of a big kickoff and we'll have some racer sessions and we'll also have some sessions for the uh, annual club meeting. Um, because we're not sure how many people we'll be restricted to, um, we'll almost do it um, kind of like business conference style. So we'll put out a schedule and, you know, if you want to attend the, the nine o'clock meeting on this subject, um, come to that one. If you want to attend the 10 o'clock meeting on this subject, um, that way we can kind of offer all the information to everybody and people can pick and choose what's important to them. So, you know, if you're a spec Miata guy, you may not want to come to the wings and things meeting. Um, if you're not a racer at all, you may not want to go to the racer meetings, but you may be more interested in the club news or the social calendar or, you know, how's the club doing financially updates from upper management and things like that. So we may take that day and that just could be an informative day for everybody to drop into the sessions you want to hear. And if it's uh, something that doesn't interest you, go hit the track and get some practice. Um, so we're kind of we're kind of working on that that day right now. Uh, this idea just came up over the weekend. And so look for look for more news on that. We'll have something out, I would think, by, um, you know, a couple weeks ahead of time. And uh, that'll be a that'll be a good day. So that'll include racer meetings, um, and it won't be too late to make any adjustments that we need if there's topics that are hot out there. Um, but also be a great time just to see everybody. A reason to come out more than you know the track has enough reason. But if you need more reason, you come out for these sessions and just see everybody. And um, you know, I'm sure we'll get Peggy involved, of course. And uh, it'll be a good day. Oh, outstanding, outstanding. Yes, and quickly this year, the second week of April, the race school. The race school, yep. So one thing I'll make note of is, so the fourth is Easter, and we're always traditionally closed on Easter, so we will be closed on Easter again. And then the eighth and the ninth, that's that Thursday and Friday following, that will be the race school. So the two-day race school. So those who are uh, interested in getting a competition license, um, this is your first opportunity to achieve that. Anyone who's you know, rusty or new or wants to go through it again, you're always welcome. You can you can repeat that class as many times as you want to. Um, and, you know, they're always looking for veteran guys to help out, get some more cars on track. So that's your opportunity to, to get involved in the racing. That's your first step. Once you go through that school, doesn't mean you have to start competing right away. Um, it just means you've taken your first step and you can still continue to practice, et cetera. And when you think you're ready, uh, you've got you've got that obstacle out of the way. Yeah, I, I, I mentioned also, I mean, I did it last year for the first time and raced a couple times. I plan on doing it again. I, I thought it was just fantastic. It was so, it was so good. Um, you know, I can't say, I don't know, 50 kart, karting races I've been in, and I think only three. I think I did two or three car races last year. Um, switching cars this year, so I'm not scared to scratch my car like I was last year, which I didn't think that that was probably – if you have a race car and you're, and, you're, and you're scared when somebody comes up on the side of you, you might scratch it. You probably need a different race car. <laughs> so what, what are you racing this year? Uh, I'm probably going to be racing the Miatas. I don't know at what, you know, with my son Mitchell racing Miatas. We'll see if we're on track together, you know, and how often or, you know, we'll be on track together. But uh, he's obviously way faster than me. Um, yeah, well, and Mitch, another guy that has come out of our karting <laughs> ring, is now doing well in the cars. He's going to be exciting to watch because now he's got a little bit experience under him. And uh, so he'll be fun to watch this year. 
yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, I'm looking forward to that. And so yeah, I'm, I'll be out on the track with him. So uh, Mike Benet, one of the other members, I asked him about it one time. I said, so are you scared or uh, nervous when you're out on track with uh, with your son? I mean, you know, if something happens. I don't want to be thinking, oh, where did he go? Because he was in front of me before, right. you know, and now I can't see him. And, Every single and, yellow flag you see. Right, you're right. Is it, is it him? Is he okay? And right. uh, Michael Bonet said, absolutely not. He goes, I want us to be battling it out for first place. Oh, that's said, cool. I said, I said, okay, okay. Yeah, he's got a couple sons at race. So it was, oh. that, was, that, was a great, that was great words of advice from, uh, from a guy who's I been here and done it. I had to work up to that after, through several races or if that was right off the bat. I would think you might have to work up to that one a little bit. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, uh, his first real big race, you know, I've, I've watched him race his first real big race and it was great watching him, you know, and I, and I thought about that, uh, you know, it was better for me to, to watch, I think than even though I wanted to be out there with him, I wanted to race at this historic race. I guess probably better for me to watch, you know, to watch him do that, yeah. you know, as opposed to, you know, being out there. Cause I didn't get, I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. That's for sure. Probably. Yeah, so, yeah, it's great. It's great. Yep. So then after the race school, um, then we start diving into our first races. So the first Miata race is April 11. And then the following weekend, we'll do another day where there's race practice and on one track and member lapping on the other practice or on the other track. And member lapping, go over that real quick for everybody. Just a little refresher on because that started last year. Um, yeah, so what I'm referring to is so... We'll take those opportunities where we can have both tracks because we don't have an event. And so on one track, typically the South, we'll do race practice. So the schedule will be, for example, it might be 40 minutes of uh, licensed drivers and spec Miatas. Then, you know, maybe 40 minutes of, you know, radicals and wings and things. And then, then a GT session, a little bit a longer session so that guys can go out, test their cars come into pit lane, make a couple adjustments, go back out again. So they've got a longer session to really start fine tuning things. And it'll be just for licensed uh, race drivers. Then on the other track, so probably on the North track would be just the regular member lapping schedule. So those who aren't just in race can do the normal lapping sessions. Um, or if it's not your time to be out on the race practice session, you can still go out on the other track. And then we've got both tracks going with members um, and that's, that's actually a ton of fun. Um, it's really cool to see. So we've got two dates. We're going to do that right off the bat. The first one is on the schedule, I think, and, but the, that April 3rd, that's going to be a new edition. And that'll be a great way to start the year because let's, let's face it. You sit around all winter long and, you know, some guys were fortunate enough to head South and do some racing, but if you hadn't, or you rebuilt your car or something to have those sessions there to really, um, get some practice in and get the car tuned up. Are really beneficial. It's something you don't get uh, in other racing series. If you if you didn't belong to a club like this and you just had to go out and you know let's say run SCCA for example, there's there's no day to do all this tuning. You're right. going to get a practice session in the morning and bam, you're right into it. Um, so it's it's very fortunate we're able to uh, do that and it's going to be a good opportunity and fun right off the bat. Outstanding. Okay. Great. Yeah. And then, you know, as the year goes on, uh, we'll look for those other t opportunities to do it again. The After that, the weekend schedule starts filling up uh, pretty heavily with events. There was a lot of demand uh, out there when we started doing the schedule for this year from events. Um, so that's a good thing for the club. Um, it's good that there's the demand out there. That means there's people interested in doing this. 
Um, but of course, uh, it means we get we get busy, and so those opportunities to have both tracks going um, get limited. But um, if opportunities arise, you know, we'll we'll throw something in if we need to, um, or if we need to do you know an extended session at the end of a day or something along those lines, um, we'll figure it out. We'll we'll keep working on it. Oh, very cool. Awesome. Yep. And um, again, talk around the track uh, coming out. Uh, let's see the race schedule is available on AudubonMembers.com. Just go to race schedule right there at the top. Uh, take you to the um, uh, spreadsheet for all the all that. We go down with that um, every year at my family, and then we schedule, <laughs> well, our family vacation. What's funny about that, John, is so when um, – you know, end of December, beginning of January. Um, well, early early on when Audubon started, I was not prepared for this, of how many guys were going to call and say, is the schedule ready yet? Because I have to plan my business and my family vacations around this schedule. And that, that hasn't changed at all uh, since we started this. And yeah, people, people really wait for that schedule to come up before they plan their family vacations. And sometimes they plan their business trips around it and things like that. So... Uh, it's an it's an important part of the year, which is it's just so awesome, isn't it? Right. Yeah. It's fantastic. So uh, yeah, we're, we we look forward to the schedule coming out. That's for sure. Yeah. And on that same spot that you were talking about on the website. So if you go to the the racer area of the website, that's where you can also find all the different forms. So if you need to do uh, a medical exam form, you can find it on there. Now, something new we started last year for licenses is if your medical has not expired your license hasn't expired. So for a while there, you had to renew your license every single year. Um, and now your license is good until your medical expires. So if you're a racer that's raced every year with us, um, there's really no need to renew your license on a yearly basis if your medical is still good. Um, so you're fine there. One thing that does have to be done every year is if you're going to race in the GT class, you need to get a dyno submitted um, and that GT car classification form. So we need to know the details on your car so we know what class you're in and you have to get a dyno sheet to us. Um, so we've got a record of, uh, you know, your horsepower and your torque. Yeah. How, uh, how long is the medical good for? Well, it depends on age. So if you look in the rule book, it's, it's written in there. And we basically follow the SECA rules. So if you're, you know, 40 and younger, it's good for like five years. And once you hit 70, then you have to do it every single year. And um, it's kind of gapped in between there. Um, so you can check on that. But also, if you got a license last year, it'll have the date on your license that says when your medical expires. That's basically when your license expires as well. Okay. And real quick for the uh, some of the new racers. So they'll come in, they'll get their uh, provisional license once they go through the race school. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they race... Uh, I don't think there's there's not written a minimum number of races, a few races, uh, right? It's written in there a minimum number of three races. Um, but that's still... It's just a minimum. Um, so if you're struggling, we're going to keep an eye on you and, you know, maybe not graduated out of that provisional rank yet. Um, but if you're doing well and the instructors think you're you're doing fine, um, then you can get that past that provisional and have a full license. All right. Outstanding. And uh, if anybody's interested in it, if which I have done this winter, expanding those license up out to other uh, organizations to race with them, everybody can hit me up. Uh, at the club or email the podcast and I can help you. It's uh, somewhat of a difficult and a quick 
fire hose of learning to expand, you know, get other licenses um, out there. So anyway, I can try to try to help and point everybody in the right direction. Our license is listed in the SECA rule book as being an accepted license. Mm -hmm. uh, and, you know, it really shouldn't take much more than an application and possibly, uh, you know, a phone call with, with Tony or somebody like that um, just as an approval. Now, with that being said, you know, if you're struggling and new to things in here, uh, then of course they're not going to be quite as receptive to you know give you a full comp license to go pro racing. But if you've got if you're experienced here and you've had some success here, it should be pretty easy to to move on to other things. Yeah, it's just who to ask, who to talk to, what kind of license you know, a regional or national, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that you have to kind of um, figure out, I guess, and um, things like that. So, yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, it's totally doable. <laughs> totally doable. Um, okay. Well, that sounds. Uh, any major changes that uh, you want to touch on uh, at all for for racing? Well, uh, just one last thing on the schedule. So the schedule is very similar to what we've done in the past, um, but I think one thing we've taken a closer look at is getting the social calendar to coincide with some of these races, or right. for certain events to avoid the races. Right. Um, so besides the racing schedule, um, and this might be a better topic for the next podcast, the social calendar, but um, there will be a social calendar coming out as well, too. And so some of those will have some food tie-ins or music and stuff like that tied into some of the races. Some of the other social stuff will be separated from a race um, because it would be a distraction. Um, but that's going to be a great calendar, too. Uh, so we've talked about putting out a full social calendar many times before, and there's always been complications. Um, and it's just something that we just, you know, had to dedicate that we, we've got to do this for our members, no matter what. Um, and we can't let any events get in the way or anything like that. So that social calendar will be coming out. And uh, I think people are really going to be amazed and love it. And uh, boy, if you, if you can't find something to do this year, um, you're going to be hard pressed because we're going to have some cool stuff on there. So that, that's cool on how those things will, will coincide. So while the racing schedule doesn't look that different, it's going to coincide with some social stuff. So that's really cool. Um, we've put out some possible rule changes out there, and we're getting feedback on that. Um, one of the possible changes could be a um, egress time for a driver. So a driver has to get out of the car in 20 seconds or so. And I first put that out there in, I think it was about December, um, it was kind of in reaction to the Roman Grosjean crash. And uh, the feedback on that has been really positive. Everyone understands that's a great safety move. And, and even some of, the, uh, some of the guys that might be a little challenged on getting out of a car for a variety of reasons said, you know what, I'm going to work on it. It's a good idea. I'm going to get it done. Um, so that, that'll be a good move forward. We're discussing you know, the blocking rules. Um, that got... Uh, in, in my opinion, that got a little bit out of hand last year. There was some people that was really taking that opportunity to defend your line and creating situations that were unwanted. Um, so reviewing that, one of the things we've got that we started last year that probably didn't get the publicity it should have, uh, and we're working on that, we were just talking today, is we've got a racer committee, we've got an Audubon racer committee that has been formed. Um, it's headed by Charlie Margosian and each, so each group has a representative on that committee. So there's one from, uh, radicals and wings and things. There's one from SM2, SM, GT on down the line. 
And these guys will be reaching out to each particular group and trying to get feedback from, from those groups. And the whole intent is to, again, gather that information um, and bring it to myself and management so we can make decisions. Because part of what happens sometimes is everybody starts, you know, the groups start to talk to each other and they may come up with good ideas, but if those good ideas don't get brought forward to the people who can make the changes, then it doesn't go anywhere. Um, and if you look at the group of our racers as a whole, we had, I, I forget the number of different racers we had this year. Actually, I've got it in front of me. So last year we had 172 drivers, different drivers participate in a race. That's a huge number. Wow. That, that's incredible. So one of the things that's been coming across is that, um, you know, they all have these opinions and to try and keep track of that all uh, is nearly an impossible job. So the, one of the things that the racer committee is going to do is, is help me gather that information. So instead of me trying to talk to 172 different individuals, I can talk to the racer committee and they can each talk to their group of 40 or whatever it is. Um, and collectively, we can get um, better communication going through all of it so that I, I can serve the members what they need. Um, and their voices are being heard. So look for emails from your racer committee representative in whatever group you are. And uh, we're hoping this will be very helpful um, moving forward. And that includes proposed rules changes and things like that. Um, so I'll be working with them closely and um, that'll be a good thing. Yeah, just to mention the, the egress, not that I'm a major race car driver, but I have flown quite a few airplanes, including a lot of high-performance uh, fighter airplanes, and that's one thing that, well, that's step one is getting out, getting finding your seatbelt, getting out, what ways you find your seatbelt when you're upside down, right yeah. side up, and additionally, find your, with, if a smoke could fill the cockpit up, how are, you, how are you going to get out and find and know where all that stuff is? So, um, yeah, I... I even if it wasn't a rule, I would think that one would want to practice. Um, and I talk to the kids when we go drive big cars, you know, I'm always got the kids over there, close your eyes, figure out how you're going to get out. What are you going to do? Pull the door, you know, and all that stuff, which ways, yeah. how are you going to find it when you're upside down? How are you going to find out which way to go? Um, right. you know, when do you, when you release the belt, what happens when you release the <laughs> release the belt and you fall on your head, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, you know, I'm just taking those things from, from flying airplanes and trying to go through my head and how they might apply to a high performance race car. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And like I said, um, you know, there, there's been good support on that. I think everyone understands the need for that. Um, so, you know, and those who are, have challenges or whatever, um, you know, bigger guys, taller guys, older guys, um, you know, we'll, we'll work with you. It's not like if you can't do it on the first try, that's it. You're done for the year. Um, we'll work with you and, you know, help you out. See what, what can we do to, that you could get out a little bit faster. Um, but you think about it, you know, so if that number is 20 seconds um, and your car is on fire, 20 seconds is a long time. You know what I mean? And, um, but also if you, 20 seconds is a long time. So most people, if they try it and they time themselves getting out of the car, um, they can do it within 20 seconds pretty easily. You know, um, but you, you don't want to, you don't want to find yourself in that situation where you can't get out as quickly as you had hoped. So, I mean, that's an You're important right. thing. So, right. Right. Yep. 
So, you know, and one of the other exciting things that's coming this year is everyone has to get a new Audubon member racing sticker because one of our sponsor arrangements with Haggerty is also the racing series. So our new Audubon member racing logo also has Haggerty on it. And so every car is going to get a new sticker this year. So we're excited about that. we got a good partnership with Haggerty. Um, again, more to come in probably the next podcast. I think maybe the next podcast is going to be all the new and exciting things that are coming to the club because, um, we man, we've been working hard over this winter. and We've got a lot of things coming up, and we're really excited for this season, not only for the racing, but all the other stuff that we want to tell you about that we've been doing. So uh, that, that's going to be part of it. That will be really cool. All right. Outstanding. Uh, again, yep. um, people that want to get a hold of you, Mike Ritter at AudubonCC.com. Yep. So M-I-K-E-G-R-I-T-T-E-R at AudubonCC.com. And or give the uh, track a call. And uh, you're very responsive and very um, e- eager to help everybody. So um, if anybody's don't be don't be bashful about uh, sending you an email because no, not at all. You're going to get right on. I'd love to get the information. Yep. So that's all right. no problem at all. Well, thanks uh, for joining us here again this year uh, for the 2021 race season preview. And we'll look to have you on here probably a couple more times this year as we talk about different events and things that are going on. Sounds great. I'd love to do it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, John. Uh, Mark, uh, Mike Ritter. Uh, guy's got a radio voice, doesn't he? He's got a – and definitely a face for radio, too. <laughs> oh, poor Mike. And you think we're videoing I love everything. Mike. Yeah, now we have video, so – and that's why I'm not on because you're never going to see me because I definitely have a face for radio. No, well, you never uh, know. We never know. We might we might see you on that video. Uh, so uh, a lot of stuff we covered. It was a great great year. He highlighted some stuff. Um, what what are your thoughts? Um, excited for twenty twenty one. I think you know. It sounds as though they all sat down over the off season and really put a calendar together that you know not took into effect all the different racing. I mean. Ju- and really put a lot of thought into it and hopefully doesn't have to make as many changes as they, we did last year, but that was COVID and that, you know, there was reasons for that. And I think that what they did last year was amazing and they're just going to build upon that. And, you know, and I really think having a social calendar as well and to emphasize the socialness and really trying to get the club to have not only just the racers out there, but the families and the friends and doing other things too. So, I'm really excited about everything that's going on, and I'm really looking forward to a great race season and uh, beating you on the kart track with, uh, you know, our chase racing. I got to win. I got to win it this year. It, it's, it's time that I get out there it's, and win it's, it. it. It's, it's your year. It's your year. It's my year. It's my that's year. Right. Yes. That's right. It's your year. <laughs> well, thanks, Mark. Thanks for joining us on the show, and we'll see you next time. Take care. Like and subscribe. <laughs>